Hi, Merch Money. We have Michael Sanchez with us today. And I know everyone has been waiting for this show and has been hearing me talk all about TikTok. Um, today's the day, finally got the show. So welcome, Michael. Thank you so much for having me. I've uh, I've been really excited about this from the last week because I feel like your group doesn't just look at TikTok as a fun way, but like, okay, how can we actually leverage this? Like out of the box thinking, like not trying to be famous, but like I want to grow something on this platform and not miss it, you know, like maybe Instagram and YouTube and all that stuff. So really excited about this call. Well, thank you so much. I'm really excited too. We were talking beforehand and I was saying, um, you know, it's real. both of us have noticed it's really started to pick up the last few months of people being interested in marketing on TikTok. So I had talked about it six months to a year ago, like started talking about it and everybody was saying, you know, it's just for little kids. It's just for preteens, just for teenagers. Like, why are you talking about this for merch? Um, but then over the last few months, I've been more and more excited about it and I've been hearing more and more people and Michael's saying his, his Facebook group has been growing so much. So what do you think? What's your take on TikTok? Is it all little kids? So there is a younger audience on it for sure, but mm -hmm. that's with every platform. It's something I don't get because when you look at Instagram, a greater majority of the audience on Instagram, even to this day is young. It's not really like grandparents or even like 40 and 50 year olds. There is some, but it's yeah. not the predominant thing. So it kind of makes me laugh when people say that because I'm like, that's how it is on most social platforms. Social media in a sense is more for a younger demographic. It's a whole new thing for us. Now that yeah. being said, what TikTok's at right now, they're growing rapidly faster in terms of targeting people that are between 25 and 65. Um, kind of like an inside little thing is that TikTok is launching a big ad campaign this next year for 2020 that's geared to 35-year-olds and 65-year-olds. They don't need to run ads. They don't need to run campaigns. Before, they had like actual ambassadors at college campuses handing out TikTok swag and showing them how to oh download the app. They're cutting that now because they hit this like critical mass where it's like, oh, it's just going to snowball. Like we got all the cool kids on it. Their friends are going to join, et cetera. So if you don't feel like they're there now, which they most likely are, yeah. don't worry. TikTok is going to take care of that for you. And they're going to launch massive campaigns. I mean, last year they spent a billion dollars in advertising. So wow. I can imagine what they're going to do in 2020 to capture this older demographic. But yeah, I, I promise you, if you're you know, a lawyer or a teacher or a mom or whatever age bracket you're in, your audience is there. And if they're not, in a sense, it's kind of good because you'll be the first person. Right. So, you know, if you, I'm sure everybody goes on a new platform, you look up a hashtag or a keyword, let's say you're a lawyer, they look up lawyer, guess who you're going to find the only person, which is you. And you're yeah. going to, you know, six months later when other lawyers are getting on, they're like, oh, I got to go look at Helen. She's the one yeah. who's been doing this for a while. So yeah. even if there isn't, it's great because they're going to come. It's not going away anytime soon. Exactly. That that's what my thought was. Of course, that's what Gary V's thought was. Like he <laughs> I kept showing, like I would do screenshots of his um TikTok account. Like when he first started, it was like under a hundred thousand. I was like, look, we, yeah. we gotta remember the day that Gary V was under a hundred thousand. And then like a few months later, I, sh I was like, see guys, it's growing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's funny too, because I think like in terms of like for what this group is, uh -huh. it's like where are the eyeballs of your ideal audience or your customers at? And if it's you're targeting a younger demographic, then you have to really be on TikTok because yes. 
there was like a new study that came out. 60 people on average spend 61 minutes with sound on when browsing TikTok. That's really, really good. They don't even spend that much time on YouTube on average. So if you have a younger demographic, you know how to target them and you know where to find them for what this group is based off of, like it's going to be so much easier. They're more of an impulse buyers are probably more likely to feel connected with that person. Um, one thing that's actually really interesting, worth noting, and maybe I should say this for later, but yeah. <laughs> I've noticed this one occurring thing thing that's so unique is that when someone gets big on TikTok and they start getting ads or promotions or have merch, usually on other platforms, they call them sellouts. But there's this weird phenomenon on TikTok where their followers are so happy for them. Like if you actually go look for TikTokers that have merch releases in the comments, there is never negative. It's like, get that money. So proud of you here from the beginning. So in a weird way for you guys to make money off this, it's like, you don't have to worry about influencers on Instagram. Be like, oh, you're a sellout. I don't want to buy your shit. On TikTok, it's like, dude, I want to support you. And even me, like I've bought TikTokers merch that I've never, I've never done that on Instagram. I didn't care. But on TikTok, I'm like, bro, I'm so proud of you. You're killing it. I want to buy, even if it's 20 bucks, you know what I mean? So I think there's that unique thing about TikTok I'm so glad you brought that up because that is something that I really think it has to do with with, uh, younger generation is just more used to like, we're making money online. This is what we're doing. Like this is going to be our job. And people that are a little older, it's like you grew up where it's like, you're supposed to go to work. You're supposed to get a job. And so when you're trying to make money online, it's like, wait, no, you're supposed to be just giving value. You're not supposed to be, I don't know. It's like a different mindset where people feel like money has to come from a job when you're older and younger kids are like, no money comes from online. Like I noticed a big difference, like in my family, all my nieces and nephews and like younger sides of my family, they all are like, oh my gosh, Helen's a YouTuber. Like they think it's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think it's just this like cultural shift in a way because this isn't TikTok, but I remember I think last like six months ago, Snapchat, um, which has like a similar demographic, you could say if it's younger, um, put out this case study or this like uh, slide deck where they're talking about what do, what does their audience more care about? And it was really interesting. They're about like social causes and, you know, personality and being comfortable with like more being vulnerable, being more organic, not so this polished like perfect lighting perfect lit you know studio where tiktok is really about that in terms of content where you know some of the best uh trends that occurred on tiktok were about like depression and anxiety mental health which you don't really want to put that on instagram because it's not like on brand but on tiktok some of the best videos that went viral were like hey you know i was depressed last month and i was going through some stuff and this is what i did to do better it just makes people feel more connected with you in return. Yeah. If you want to get back to making money, like if you feel connected with that person, you probably want to support them in a more like emotional and more like popular way. Not just kind of like, okay, I give you a like, that's it. It's like, again, me with that kid that I bought a shirt from, it was like, no, I love your content. You're super funny. I know you're 17 years old. I yeah. want to support you. I want to like help you. We're on Instagram. I've never done that. Like I was like, ah, whatever. They'll make, they yeah. probably make money. <laughs> Yeah, I think it, it's a, a real great time we're in where this is like, it's still new enough that people feel like that on this platform. Like it's yeah. more like a, cl- a close knit feel. But anyway, let's let's start from the beginning. So how did you, uh, when did you start using TikTok? How did you get into whole, all the, this whole thing? What made you decide to start a group? All of that. Yeah, good question. So um, I was on Musical.ly a while ago before it was TikTok. Um okay. There's ByteDance, and then ByteDance owns Douyin, which is the Chinese version of TikTok, and then they owned uh, TikTok. They bought Musical.ly, and then they just kind of merged their audience with TikTok and rebranded it to TikTok. So been on it for a while. I've just been using it for like back back then, like influencer campaigns, driving traffic and stuff like that. When it was really a young audience, and that's all it really was, was like, you know, 
eight to like 15 year olds or something like that. Right. In the last year, it's significantly aged up. Like it's kind of crazy seeing like what it was to what it is now. Right. It's like, whoa, this really evolved. But um, yeah, I just been on it. I, I My background is more about like actual like marketing and real advertising. And one of the things I try to do is I try to see what new areas I can leverage and think outside of the box. So aside from TikTok, I was really big on Giphy, which I still am really big on Quora, really big on Wikidata, things that I know most people don't pay attention to. And Musical.ly yeah. was one of them where I'm like, oh, okay, you know, 200 million active users. Maybe I should check this out. Like maybe <laughs> That's this is exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm not yeah, even so. a marketer very, I'm a, I don't know, I guess I am now, but I don't think of myself that way. But I still yeah. was like, okay, this is huge. We should be paying attention to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't know. I just like even looking at YouTube right now, like again, going back to what we said earlier, like it's only a young demographic. If you look at the top earners on YouTube, they're young, like they're kids. Yes, yes. And it's like, I, I can't remember the exact numbers, so please don't quote me. Yeah. But it was something like 90% of the YouTube content is made specifically for kids and not even yeah. adults. Because yeah. I mean, there's billions of videos, you know? So right, right. in that same sense, that's kind of how I try to look at things. But anyways, um, yeah, so I've been on it for a while, just trying to leverage it, building my accounts, like figuring out what's working and not working. And then um, about I want to say like maybe six to eight months ago um, is when other people started talking about it and getting popular. And then that's when, you know, I used to write posts on my Facebook from like a year ago and people would make fun of me about like, why are you on TikTok? And now, or at that time, those posts got resurfaced. We were like, oh my God, thank you so much. Um, and that's why I ended <laughs> like, up- That's making- not your first comment back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny. Like yeah. I screenshotted all these comments of people that yeah. have said like, I'll never be on TikTok. It's for kids. And I'm just waiting for them to get on TikTok. So I could just send them a message like, hey, remember our last conversation when you made yeah. fun of me? You need some help now because now you're on it, which that's happened to quite a few it times now. funny because uh, quite a few people posted like somewhat like- I don't want to say negative, but kind of negative comments on, on my posts where they're like, why would you do use it? Like it's for young kids and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'm still early enough. It's not like, it's yeah, not yeah. like by the time I find out about something, it's too late trends pass, but I'm like, okay, I'm still early. Most people are thinking this is a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I definitely, that, that's kind of why yeah. like I try to see things that are outside of the box, like to just try, you know, just to see if it works, if it doesn't, then whatever, at least I got some success from it, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, then I made the Facebook group cause I was just posting my personal posts and my personal profile that were private to only my followers and friends. Right. And, uh, I just had a friend of mine, Christian, who was just like, Hey dude, you should make a Facebook group. Like somebody's going to do it. Why not you? So I was like, yeah, yeah why not? And, um, yeah, I just made it thinking that maybe only a few hundred people would join. And we're almost at 5,000 members now in the last, I think, three months or so, three, four months when I made it. So it's yeah. going pretty fast. I haven't spent any advertising. I've only done a few, maybe like four of these type of like call Q&A type things. Yeah. So it's all organic. But I will say to everybody that's listening, I've had more followers or more people join the group in this month than I did in three months. So right. people are really checking this out and they're really trying to figure it yeah. out very fast. So if you're debating on jumping on, I would say jump on sooner than later. Not that you can't do it in a year, but you know, the early bird or the early it's people adopters are going <laughs> to, they're going to strike, you know? Yeah. It's picking up steam pretty fast. So I found out about your group from one of my posts. Cause you know, every few months I would post about it. And Carlos is in our group and he was like, oh, have you seen this Facebook group? And so I joined immediately then. And um, I've really been impressed with the group. Group, I think it's great. Thank you. Appreciate and it. I, yeah. I love people's stories. So guys, definitely join his group. It's in the description below. Um, we're streaming a lot of places. So I don't know if you know. So Facebook, oh, okay. Facebook group, YouTube, lots of places. Oh, wow. Okay, so cool. Wherever <laughs> you're watching, it should be in the description. Um, and join the group before you forget. Um, Cause even if you're skeptical right now and you feel like, oh, this is never gonna work, just 
just join the group, just observe. <laughs> There's so many yeah. people doing so well on TikTok. I think that's one thing that's really cool about the group dynamic is that you can look up a person, like uh, say for example, Ismail. He joined, I think in November, I just screenshot his stuff. He joined like November. I think he had like yeah. 500 followers. And to this moment, I think he has almost 100,000. He got contacted by um, the Mexico section of TikTok. So he went to a private TikTok group in Mexico, met with TikTok officials. From there, I believe BuzzFeed asked him to be on their show to do a cooking because his TikTok's about cooking. And then um, I think it's Foodie or I can't remember. It's like a famous magazine. Asked yeah. him, like, can you cook right now live with their chef? We give you. So he's getting all this publication right now. And he's like, dude, like people are reaching out to me now. And it all started from the TikTok. But it's so cool because you could go back and see his post from November. Like, hey, guys, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And then two, three months later, like, wait, 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 you got featured in what magazines? Wait, TikTok is adding you to their influencer program? Like, what just happened? So Speaking of cool. which, aren't you being asked by media to be on different things too? Yeah, 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 yeah. So some of them I can't talk about because it's oh, like okay, I have sorry. to like technically, <laughs> like, you know, the whole NDA thing. But yeah, it's been it's been a very interesting journey because it wasn't my goal to do any of this stuff. It was really just like, I don't know, if you go find me on Facebook and follow me, like I always just write posts about case studies that I'm doing and tips and tricks because I just find it fun. Like I thoroughly enjoy being like, hey, Helen, check this idea out. Yeah. And then maybe Helen does it a month later. She's like, I worked. Cool. You know, that's like kind of my thing. But yeah, it's been very interesting, especially, especially with TikTok seeing if you join the group, people going from nothing, being confused or unsure, or even like kind of like, um, I don't know what the word is, but kind of like uh, insecure about what to do to now yeah. you're like, wait, 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 you got 800,000 followers. Like what happened to this shy woman that was here yeah. two months ago? So yep. yeah, it's pretty awesome. Awesome. Dwayne. Dwayne says he's joining the group and hi, oh, everybody that's in the chat. We got Lance, we got Steven, Laura, um, Ryan, lots of people. So thank you guys all for being here. Um, some people are saying they're going to watch in the morning. We've got quite a few people oh, yeah. in Europe. So I think it's the middle of the night for them. Right oh now. yeah. That's, that's a hard part um, when you have Facebook groups and stuff is yeah. trying to balance out that time zone. Yep. <laughs> we actually added another show a week. Um, starting this Thursday, we're going to have a noon show so that oh, some nice. of the people from Europe can watch. <laughs> yeah. That's a good. Uh, idea. Cause they love like the live show. Like when it's uploaded later, they feel like they missed out on the conversation. Yeah. So. You can't like, ask a question or yeah. see what other people are saying. So yeah, I totally get that. Exactly. Um, okay. Marianne, uh, going to join the group also. Um, and I think quite a few people joined this week because I posted links to, um, oh, probably, about yeah. the show. So they were <laughs> excited. Um, all right. So, you, so you've been in doing marketing for a while. When you said all those different things, I was like, okay, we got to have you back on the show to talk about all of those things. Cause I've not, we haven't talked about any of those in the group. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Giphy and all those different ones. So. Giphy, like Giphy is this funny <laughs> thing where it's just gifts, but if you get a partnered account, uh -huh. um, for every gift that you create, you can create uh -huh. a backlink to your website or to whatever offer. So you can create a huge web of backlinks that are authority links because they're partnered with like Instagram, Facebook, Google. Oh my God. So it's kind of like this explosive growth hack where it's like, oh, it's just funny gifts. But no, when you get a million hits to your gifts, and views, then it just feeds traffic back to your website and you can, you know, rank your stuff up. So it's like this hidden thing that no one talks about, but I'm like, Oh my God. All right. So you got to come back on the show. You have the link to sign up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We got to get you back on before, before uh, you get too famous to do these kind of things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, all right. So back to TikTok. So you, you had a marketing background, you, you were on musically all that. Um, yeah. so and, and I know you consult with people and all kinds of stuff. So what do you see is the opportunity on TikTok? Like, how are people using it? How are people growing? 
So I'm going to just say it this way because I want people to really instill this in their head. Don't think of anything other than it's traffic. That's it. Like just think of it as a traffic source because I think some people are overthinking of this, this, and that. Just think yeah. of it as a new traffic source that requires very little, you know, output, very little time investment, very, very little money investment, and yeah. you get really, really big results. Like that guy Ismail that I was just talking about, he only says he spends about five minutes making a video, but he'll spend like three hours making a YouTube video perfectly from, you know, the idea to the finalized product. And none of that YouTube stuff or his Instagram got him to where he was on TikTok spending maybe an accumulative amount of like three hours in the entire time he's had his TikTok. So I just try to say, think of TikTok as traffic and traffic to whatever you want. So obviously, first, you got to think of what your goal is. Like, are you trying to drive sales, the brand awareness? Are you trying to you know work with influencers? Are you just trying to retarget people? That's something that we do, too, is like, hey, just take this, push it to Instagram, then do a retargeting ad campaign. And then they see all your stuff based off people who visit your profile or engage with your content or whatever, you know, and then you sell them and you get data for really, really cheap. You don't have to sit there and target broad. You just are like, okay, the 5,000 people who followed my profile came from TikTok. Yeah. Um, if you could do that, I think it's the easiest way for you to then start thinking a little bit outside of the box of like, okay, if it's just traffic and if I could drive 10,000 people to whatever a month, then the rest kind of becomes more clear. Okay. Like what's my offer? What am I going to talk about? What am I trying to do? You know? Yep. That's what I always think too. Like build the audience first, then figure it out from there. But anyway, mm. so guys, we I, the way I'm thinking about it and we'll go through and, and go through each of those, but one way is to make videos. So I think we'll talk about that first. Just like how does the algorithm work? How, what do you, what is a good thing to do for making videos? So that's one thing. Another idea is to work with influencers. So if you don't want to make videos, you could reach out to the influencers on TikTok. Mm -hmm. So that's the second way. And then the third way would be neither one of those, but just being aware of what's trending and keeping up with trends so that you can make shirts with that would go with whatever people are interested in. So I think we'll go through each of those. So let's start with the first one of if people want to make their own videos, um, what do you recommend? I, I love how you have like a start here in the Facebook group. So guys, <laughs> yeah. when you join the group, Make sure you go to the start here page, watch the videos, watch everything. Cause he really lays out like from the beginning, how to have a successful TikTok account. So start yeah, there, and, but go ahead. It sounds, it sounds kind of funny. Like I'm hyping it up, but there is literally people who have just read this free unit section Yeah, and it's not like that long. Maybe it's been like an hour or so. And then the next week they're like, I went from a hundred views to 80,000. Like it yeah. really sounds funny, but it's just, no, I don't know. It's, it's like true. any platform, just understanding what it is and what works and doesn't work. And then, you know, going there. So it's um, like any other platform, but it's different because I feel like it can grow faster right now because we're just at this time with it. Yeah. If you try to follow exactly what to do with YouTube, it's a lot harder to grow this fast. Like even if you do everything yeah. right, it's like, yeah, exactly. So, okay. To answer your question, the first thing that I tell everybody is to really understand what you're trying to achieve on the platform, because whatever you're trying to achieve, the way you create content and curate content or think of ideas is going to be different. So if you're just trying to be an influencer, the type of content you create is going to be very different than you trying to make sales on your website because the content is just going to have to be different to cater to that specific audience in a specific way, right? Yeah. So once you kind of figure it out, you know, as it drive sales, traffic, brand awareness, et cetera, the second thing is to consider what your content is and who your actual audience is going to be that's going to engage with it, you know? So like, mm -hmm. what's your niche? What's your category? What's your ideal target audience? What is their favorite piece of content they consume or they share or they you know search for and stuff like that? Because if you don't really have those ideas in your mind, you're going to probably just start creating content. It happens to almost everybody. They just 
shoot a video of their cat and they're like, oh, why didn't it go viral? And then they might shoot a video of them dancing. But it's so all over the place that right. for someone who goes to and sees your video, they're like, I don't know what he or she does. I don't know yeah. what they are doing. I don't know what's happening, you know? So ideally you need to figure out again, what is your goal? And then second, who's your audience? And like, what type of content do you create for the audience? So let's say, for example, um, you know, I want to just raise brand awareness for my fitness uh, coaching program or whatever. So then, okay, now I know now I need to figure out like, who's my audience. So maybe I want to target teens, or like, let's say college kids, college kids, who don't have enough time to study or sorry, enough time to work be or work out <laughs> because yeah. they're studying. Then mm -hmm. obviously the content becomes very quick where it's like, okay, maybe I need to do, do it yourself at home type workouts or, you know, how to eat on the cheap or how to, you know, schedule your time better. Like these things become a lot more clear in terms right. of content creation, because again, you might just be spitballing and like, oh, I don't know, let me just try this, yeah. try that. And then you're going to get frustrated. You're going to get annoyed. And then maybe you just quit. Or maybe you're just spending three months and you don't get it. So those are the first things that I highly, highly suggest, you know, because if you don't, there's a very good likelihood. And again, if you join the group, you'll see people talking about this. Like I've been on it for two months and nothing's happening. And then you go look at their content. Like you're smoking a cigarette in one video, you're playing with your kids. And then you're talking about your website. Like why would anybody yeah, exactly. follow you? Like, it doesn't make sense, you know? Um, so it was like the first, first things. I um, think you did a couple good posts about that algorithm because when you explain like okay make sure you know who your audience is and stuff like that you were explaining like how TikTok will view a different video like yeah if you know i think you did the cat example like if you have a channel about something else and then all of a sudden you do a video about you and your cat um and then TikTok algorithm is going to get confused so can you talk a little bit about that yeah yeah okay so the important thing to understand is like once you figure out the stuff that I just said right now, like your goals and all that stuff, is that you next have to figure out what your category is and what your niche is. And it's super, super important because the way the algorithm works is it's just trying to find people who like your content and matching it up with like who you are. So if it's like these 10 people like cats, like cat videos, then mm -hmm. let's show it to 10 people who create cat videos, right? right? Now, if your content's all over the place, it's hard for the algorithm to figure out who should they show the content to because you're just showing too many things. So think of your profile and every profile on TikTok as having a personality to it. Everything you like, watch, comment on, share, favorite, save, how many times you rewatch it, it's very complex, but it tracks all those data points and it creates a personality of you. Like, okay, Helen likes videos that are about family and she on average will comment with videos that show these type of pieces of content. So then when Alan's scrolling through her For You page, she's gonna start seeing these types of content because TikTok, mm -hmm. the algorithm is very sophisticated understanding who to show the right content to. And you could try this as a test, like later on today or after this call, or even right now mm -hmm. as we're talking, yeah. go on TikTok real quick, just type in something that's so random, like um, like farmers. Go watch like five videos, maybe like a couple, close the app out, reopen the app, and you're gonna notice that there's gonna be a lot more farm videos, like almost instantaneously. Yeah. But the thing that's also kind of intriguing, it's not just based off of that, it's also the personality where like, Helen likes this, so we'll show her that video, but Helen also likes these three other things. So maybe we'll show these three other things too, because yeah. she matches up with these other 15,000 people that have similar personality traits. So it's really, really important to understand the category and niche of your content and creating content specifically for that, because it's just going to help the algorithm distribute your content to the right people. If you're all over the place with all of your stuff, you need to focus and narrow down your niche. Now, 
once you get more popular, let's say you get to 200,000 followers, you mm -hmm. can broaden that now. So maybe like, again, the example of health and fitness college students, maybe now you make it broader where it's like after college. Now you're in the workforce, right? Maybe you're a hardworking woman who works super long hours. And you just want to feel back in shape how you did in college. You know, you can start yeah. to slowly expand it, but yeah. only when you grow that followers. But until then, you have to feed the, the right data to TikTok for, for TikTok to figure yeah. out like, who should we show this content to? Because if you don't give it to them easily, they're going to figure it out, but it's, they might be the wrong information. You know, you got to give it the right, it's like food for like, they yeah. just food for the algorithm. <laughs> if you don't give it the right food, it's not going to be healthy. It's going to, you know, have health problems, AKA like, you know, distribution problems. And then you're going to get frustrated. You're going to be like, I only got 50 views. What's going on? It's like, oh, well, your content isn't consistent. Yep. Completely agree. And Jacob Topping saying brand consistency is key. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I don't think this is synonymous with just TikTok. This is just in general. In general, what you need yeah. To do. But with TikTok, it needs to be like a hyper specific version of that. Because again, like you'll, you'll see this, like go look at influencers. Well, they'll try a video out, try a brand new idea out. And it might be, you know, their average is 1.1 million, 1 million, 2 million video views. And you'll see that we're like, oh, 35,000. It's just because <laughs> they stepped outside that boundary a little too much. Not yeah. saying that you can't, but you know, that's, that's kind of like a whole other strategy that I talk about in advance. Cause like there's sometimes yeah. you want to post certain content to elicit a certain action, knowing full well that it's not going to go viral, but it was meant for a certain audience type for them to, you know, monetize off of, to buy, to follow, et cetera. Got it. Yeah. All right. Perfect. So once they figure out their niche, they figure everything out. Um, what is like the next step to kind of learning what, what makes a good video? Like, do you need to look at the hashtags first and find like a trending hashtag or what is, what is this first step when you're trying to decide what video to make? Yeah. Super good question. Okay. This is going to be such a basic answer. And I'm sure like people are like, no shit. You have to consume TikTok. I'm not saying you have to be on there five hours a day. You just yeah. need to go on the platform a little bit to understand how things are shot, how they're edited, what a trend is, what a challenge is. Because yeah, you could take your content from Instagram and repost it or re-upload it. You could do that. The likelihood that it's going to hit big numbers is very, very slim. Unless you're like someone like Gary Vee and all that stuff. Now, I've actually done consulting with Gary Vee's team and we have like weekly, you know, Q&As and powwow masterminds like that. And they even said that when they put up content just from, you know, like uh, from their Instagram page, that content doesn't work well. They still have to re-edit it, republish it and re like, you know, package it for TikTok. And this is Gary Vee. Like everybody yeah. loves Gary yeah. Vee content. He's perfect for TikTok. But even he has low numbers when he just takes it straight from Instagram, re-uploads it yeah, to TikTok. Yeah, you have to make unique to TikTok, I feel like. But he's actually grown so much on there that his TikTok account passed his YouTube channel, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was, think now when he I has saw like that, I was like, you've got to be kidding. Because he's been on YouTube for like however many years, 10 years, or I don't know how long. But to have but the TikTok interesting thing, it. that's not even the, like, that's a good point. But it's not even that great of a point. Because if you go look at his Instagram and his YouTube, and if you go look at his growth charts of when he got on TikTok to now, his numbers have exponentially exploded on all the other platforms as well. So there's a yeah. lot of people that are now, like, now one of the growth hack like tactics that's occurring behind the scenes is like, taking TikTok traffic and funneling it to your Instagram and your YouTube. Where, if again, if you go in the Facebook group, there's people that are like, dude, I used to get like 20 new subscribers a week. I'm being like 3000 now. And when I look at the traffic sources, they're all coming from TikTok. So, you know, it's cool that Gary Vee is growing fast on TikTok, but also look at his numbers on all his other platforms where it's like, whoa, like he was getting yeah. maybe 3000 followers from Instagram. From now TikTok. he's getting seven. Yeah. From TikTok, right? Because TikTok, yeah, exactly. so, for, so for guys, if you guys don't know this, TikTok lets you 
have a profile where you can link your Instagram account and your YouTube channel. So yes. at first, when I first started looking at TikTok, I was thinking it'd kind of be a funnel to your YouTube or your Instagram. I wasn't even thinking about like monetizing directly on TikTok. I was thinking of it as kind of like bring bring people to your YouTube and Instagram. But um, yeah, so it is working, I guess. People are, are yeah. No, yeah. There's, a, there's a lot. I mean, and, and like, this is like, a, obviously this group's about making money, you know, like how do you yeah. monetize? Yeah. There's someone who just posted in the Facebook group. Um, if you go check it out, I think it was two days ago. He's an affiliate marketer. He is now the number one affiliate marketer in that like network that he's in. And I think 14 from the other network that he's in. And he said 100% every bit of it came from TikTok where he went from being like number 60 or something to number one in a month, just actually putting up content that drives sales from TikTok to his affiliate offers, which is funny because all the people were like, you can't make money on TikTok. I'm like, this dude just made money. There's someone else in the group, Jordan Keto, I think his name is. Yeah. He uh, he put up a basic video of this like cat box thing. I don't know how to describe it. It's I, just like, I think I used that example in the group. I'm like, okay, yeah, kitty yeah. litter box. Like, Yeah, he made, I think to date, like he's like 32,000 or something like that. Yeah. And that's just one example that's like in the group publicly. There's a lot yeah. of people privately that message me. They're like, dude, like uh, like Zachary Babcock, he's getting so many downloads to his TikTok or sorry, to his uh, podcast. But on top of that, people are like, hey, I want to start my own podcast. And he doesn't sell low ticket memberships. Like his thing's like five, six, ten thousand dollars Like wow. it's like, bro, I'm, I'm killing it right now. Like people are wanting to know what I can do and how I can help them. And in return, these people are getting great results because Zach knows exactly what he's doing. And now they're re-promoting him throughout oh their gosh. channel. So it's pretty crazy. Like if you think you can't make money on TikTok, you really, really can. I would yeah. highly, highly highly suggest anyone who's saying all these other things to just question them like, well, how long do you spend on TikTok? What have you done? And most of the yeah. time, almost every time they haven't ever been on TikTok. They don't do anything on TikTok. They're just reading articles from like early 2018 or something and making yeah. assumptions, you know, <laughs> promise you it's, it's pretty crazy. Exactly. Well, we're getting all kinds of uh, questions. Um, this is uh BJ. He has a really good YouTube channel. Um, that's grown a lot. Oh, um, yeah. So, oh, he's a, he does artist stuff. He draws. Yeah, he's a really good artist. So you you should that's, check out his channel. That's a good one on TikTok. Like that's a really good one. I, there's so many little like if you don't have ideas of what to create on TikTok, message me afterwards or leave a comment wherever you're commenting yeah. from, and I'll reply back and I'll give you some ideas because drawing is that's one of the big ones right now for TikTok. It's pretty crazy. Nice. That's what I was thinking because I feel like that's perfect for TikTok because it's like. I don't know stuff you can do to make it look really cool with what you're drawing. But there, yeah, there's this girl who, um, I think she's like 1920. She does like these painting artist type work uh -huh. and, uh, her stuff is really good. Like her artwork is phenomenal. But when I messaged her, I'm like, Hey, how has TikTok been? Whatever. She's like, I can't make enough art in time to sell. She's like, I have stuff sold out ahead of time that I have to create. But for her, and like, it was kind of an idea I told her, I was like, you should create the artwork after you've already sold it. So like get an idea. Like I want a poster of Kobe Bryant, like, you know, rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. And so she can like draw it. Then she puts it up on TikTok, shows the artwork that's already sold. And then right. someone else would be like, I was, you know what I mean? So like before she even has to sell it, it's already been right. sold. And then she puts it up. But yeah, if you're in the art world, pfft, TikTok is gold right now. You just got to do That's a slight different. Oh, so guys, I know most of you have thought TikTok, like how could you possibly sell on TikTok? The two things that, that Michael said, he's like, the reason he was so excited to be on the show, he's like, are you kidding me? Print on demand and art? Like those are the two biggest things on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. guys, this is like crazy. I mean, you, you guys have seen the, the um, OK Boomer shirt that went viral. 
Michael's talking about the I oop shirt that went viral on TikTok. I mean, people make so much from selling t-shirts on from TikTok. So um Michael I think that's I think that's one thing to worth mentioning too is that like these things aren't technically like trademarked or anything like that or copyrighted. So you could just if you spot a trend and it goes viral, like obviously it needs to go to a certain level of virality, like an IOP or okay boomer and all that stuff, but there's no like trademark on it. So yeah. if you come up with a mildly decent idea in terms of like, you know, a design or whatever, which hopefully yeah. you're not, you know, you could just go on Upwork or something, wherever you have your third party person design your stuff, but it's very easy. And it's almost like, um, you don't have to figure out the idea of what to make. It's like, okay, this hashtag was used 35,000 times in the last 24 hours. Yeah. 300,000 videos were made with this video in the last 24 hours. Maybe if I make a shirt, 1% of those people will buy it and they probably will, you know, exactly. they're most likely going to. Exactly. And speaking of trademarks, guys, make sure you always check. Um, we People have been filing so many trademarks. It's like stuff like, okay, Boomer, I think someone did try to file a trademark. For oh, that. they did? Oh, I'm not, yeah. I'm not for sure. Um, I'm not, I don't know if it's- I'd be interesting to see like, but, how did you trademark okay, Boomer? Like, well, they, I mean, seriously, <laughs> there has been some just regular everyday words that are trademarked. I'm actually going to a trademark USPTO meeting on February oh, 7th wow. to talk with the USPTO because it's, it really is getting crazy. Anyway, that's a whole Jeez. nother, a whole yeah, nother yeah. thing. So always check guys, but they all, everybody knows that already. <laughs> so he would, um, BJ had been asking you, um, what your account is. Do you share that or how does that work? I, I share it privately. I have a lot okay. of them. Okay. The only reason why <laughs> is I did share it publicly a few months ago <laughs> and whoever this person was ran a spam account on my profile and Aww. reported a bunch of my videos. And then I got a violation strikes. Oh. So I kind of realized that if I'm going to talk about stuff publicly, yeah. I need to be a little bit mindful um, because mine are more niche down because I'm just trying to make money. So right. I actually don't have any of me personally talking because I felt like what's the easiest way to grow. I'd rather focus on niche based accounts and content because if I'm sure you guys are aware, like this stuff worked yeah. really good on Instagram. So I was like, hey, let me be the meme pages and those like, you know, best of art or whatever on TikTok before it gets popular. But yeah. I am going to create a personal one on TikTok and hopefully the the negative thing doesn't strike. But I can send them privately to everybody if you want to just don't don't feel like just, you have to because we're the same <laughs> We're, we're the same way with not wanting to share like our merch account or our Etsy account or whatever, yeah. because you just never know who's watching these things and you don't want people to like report your stuff. So I don't yeah. feel any like you don't <laughs> no, have I to share I your account. I definitely will share for sure. Like I, I don't mind. It's not like a huge secret. There's a lot of people that do know them because I might have yeah. accidentally been on my phone. I'm like, <laughs> and here's my account. I'm like, oh shit, I just showed you that one. But, <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, I think like, um, Going back to real quick, what I was just said right now, yeah. and other people is like, even if you don't have content to make for yourself, you can still make themed accounts with your own content or other people's content or repurposing content or whatever. And now you're kind of like that thing or that, that account for it. You know, there's a lot of them that are popping up on TikTok, but if you could do that now, even if it's like, you know, the best of art where you don't have to be on camera, it's just you drawing sketches and yeah. how to draw it or how to do something. If you're camera shy or if you don't know what to make, there's still areas and avenues in which you can leverage TikTok effectively if you don't feel comfortable in front of the camera. Like me, I'm not an in front of camera kind of person, never been. Now I have to be because I want to, you know, get better at this. But even I'm like, I don't I don't like doing this stuff. <laughs> I, I'm always I always have to reach out to people to be on the show and I'm always so amazed like how many people are like nope never gonna be on camera and I'm like really come on <laughs> like, yeah it's funny because it's so. like the day and age of technology where there's cameras everywhere yeah. but more and more people don't want to be okay it's just like even me I'm like I, I appreciate everybody but 
it's like, like get that. on camera i'm like no 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 no, 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 no <laughs> this is too much you're acting crazy <laughs> <laughs> well anyway um so all right i'm sorry i'm too excited about this i am getting all over the place all right so we talked about hashtags we talked about doing your own videos do you have any other recommendations before we go on to talking about influencers any other recommendations for people on like what makes a good video or um, yeah. Okay. So I'll give you some quick tips and maybe after yeah. this call, I can send you like, maybe just like a little guide, like I could write up real quick, like a 10 top tips or something like that. Sure. Um, one thing is in the beginning, keep it short as possible. Try mm -hmm. to convey as much information in the shortest amount possible. Yeah. Ideally between eight to 15 seconds is like that golden spot because you need to keep our people's attention. Um, that's one thing that they track on TikTok is, you know, like how long does someone watch was average yeah. watch time was completion rate, et cetera. So at least try to keep it between eight to 15. Second thing is if you're shooting videos of yourself or anything in general, make sure you're well lit. Like you don't want to be yeah. dark. You don't want to be like in bad, poor lighting. Main reason why is with TikTok, you know, if your video goes viral, TikTok has to use the AI first to like go through frame by frame to detect anything. So, you know, obviously content that's not allowed is nudity. If someone was to be naked on the platform and then a video, it's going to probably go viral because it's the only piece itself. So it goes through this image check to make sure there's nothing on there that's violating the terms of service. Now, if your video or your image is too dark, it can't can, check it. Yeah. And then it's just like, well, do we take the risk or do we just suppress it? And they'll probably just, you know, they won't show it to many people. Okay. Oh, shoot. Hold on. Sorry. Good point. Yeah. With all the talking, it's like, <laughs> need water. I'm the same like, way. I um, got like a random dry spot in my throat all of a sudden. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> all right. So good lighting, um, short videos. What about like yeah. what type of music to pick? <clears throat> so TikTok really is based around music. Now, you don't have to include music every time, but it is kind of the central component of TikTok. Yeah. Now, it's one thing that's really unique and interesting about TikTok that sets it apart from every other platform is that people would do these trends or these challenges where it's it's just like, un, I don't know, like everybody just voluntarily says and agrees that if this trend occurs, everybody on the platform is going to do it. Yeah, so it's kind of I this unique it. way for TikTok to keep reinventing people to come back on the platform. And that happens yeah. organically. Generally, though, it's all focused around a sound. So usually there's a music or a song or a sound or something like that. And then by association with that sound is like, you know, you might do a dance, you might point up text, you might tell some deep story or joke or whatever. But it's really about the music. Now, how to find that is two different ways. Very, very simple. One, just scroll through your For You feed. That's all you have to do. You'll see influencers. Maybe you see the same song occurring or the same theme or challenge. And that's like an indicator like, okay, maybe there's something worth checking out here. The yeah. second thing is to go to the Discover tab, which is on the bottom left, kind of like second to the left, and click it. And right there, there's kind of like this little scrolling page of just everything that's occurring right now trend-wise. So it might be a hashtag challenge or whatever. But there's going to be music included. Yeah. Or I guess I should mention the third one. If you go to make a video, mm -hmm. like you're going to shoot a video on the app, on the very top center, this thing called sounds. If you click sounds, yeah. this little like sub menu will pop up, kind of like a landing page. Mm -hmm. And it'll show you all the songs of like what's trending or what you need to do, et cetera, like that. And then you can kind of choose it from there. But honestly, the high, the biggest thing I would say is really just go through the For You page. It's really the easiest yeah. one yeah. because you'll quickly see what people are doing. What you want to do, though, is you want to click the sound and you kind of want to monitor it. You, you could jump on it right away if you want. But you kind of want to monitor it for a day. So what I do and what I suggest is go into that sound and it'll tell you on the top how many um, how many videos there are that have been shot with it. I just screenshot it 
And then the next day I go back and I look at that number now, the current one, and compare them like, oh, there's 20,000 videos made in the last 24 hours. That's something really good. But there's only like 10. It's like, okay, maybe maybe not. Maybe it's not something I need to jump on, you know? Um, mm -hmm. That would be generally the best rule of thumb in terms of like trying to find the song. Because one thing that you do is that you can ride these trends. You can ride these challenges in terms of getting traffic. So I'm not saying like if you're a lawyer that you should do a dance video where you're dancing <laughs> on top of a car because it's not on brand. So you want to choose right. ones that are a brand, you know, like, so don't try to do every single one of them, but look at every trend and challenge with like the understanding of like, how can I take this and change it to my own way to switch it That's to what, what I, was I am. just going to say, I'm yeah. like a lawyer could still do it because they could be like, it could be like their case they have to deal with. Like kind of just being yeah. like, Oh my God, I got to deal with these like <laughs> crazy yeah, yeah, clients. Yeah. And it could be funny. Like there was one that I seen about entrepreneurship where I can't remember exactly how the challenge went because it was a few months ago. There's so many of them pop up, but it was kind of like um, when you say this, when you say that, it was like positive, 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 yes. and then negative. And the negative was when that nightmare client comes in and they want another change. And the person went like this, but that one got like 30,000 comments, like yeah. an insane amount of comments where people were like, ha ha ha, totally can relate. And it was still their way. The original challenge I think was like, like boyfriend, girlfriend, like when your boyfriend tells you this, this right. and that, and then you do something positive, but they switched it to be like, okay, how can I change this and revamp yes. it to my own way? And in my own unique storytelling, it's all about storytelling on TikTok, essentially. Yeah. So take that challenge trend and kind of repackage it and tell your own story in your own way. That's still on brand and on trend. Now, some of them, obviously you're not going to be on brand and that's okay. Don't try to do every single one. Like don't yeah. feel like, oh, this is a challenge that's trending. And I have to do it. Where it's like, no, no, no. You probably don't need to be doing 100 pull-ups like everybody else because <laughs> maybe you just don't know how or you can't, right, you know. Right. But just look at the ones that you can do and try to revamp them as much as possible to um to be your own. One thing that I do I in the Facebook group that's worth mentioning is I do put out this trend report. I get this from TikTok directly. That's not my own idea. This is TikTok emailing us in the influencer program be like these are the trends that we notice and these are the trends that we are supporting and promoting and actively kind of like the cat they're not like technically boosting it up but they're giving more of like a spotlight on those trends so for people who don't know what trends to create i create this trend report it's a pdf every week and you can just look at it like okay let me do that one we do that yeah. one we try that one and then it's a little bit easier so you don't have to do any research yourself perfect and a lot of these um you kind of just can go through and see what goes with your with your niche. Um, the other thing I've seen every so often is there'll be music, but they like mute the sound of the music because they're talking. Is that yeah. bad or good? It's a tactic. Okay. <laughs> it's a strategy. So when sometimes people click the sound because the sound is still attached to this video, you yeah. still rank on that like landing page for the sound itself because there's like, there's almost like landing pages for the hashtag for the sound right, right. profiles and all that stuff. So it's kind of like a tactic where you can still rank for the video or sorry for the sound, mm -hmm. but you don't hear the sound. You just mute it and now yeah. they hear your original music. So there's like, it's like different growth hacks that I've done in the past where you use a sound that's trending, but if yeah. you're an artist, you remixed it and it's your remix. But when they click the sound, they're clicking the original one. So you get some spotlight to your, your original sounds. There's like different yeah. strategies and tactics. But yeah, it just it, it's not like uh, something that you need to know in the beginning. It's not like a, yeah, it's not like a best know. thing to do, probably. Yeah, but. it's just it's just yeah, it's just different strategies. Same with Instagram, you know. Yeah, there's different tactics and strategies depending on what you're trying to achieve. Okay. Um, all right. So we talked about the different sounds and the challenges. Um, is there a certain amount of time you should post? Like, should you do it every day or does it so matter? This is going to kind of go, kind of go back to what I was saying earlier is like knowing who your audience is and what they're about. So let's say if you're target, you're trying to target like those college kids that I mentioned, 
I probably don't want to post that video at times where they're in school, but I probably want to post it later on at night because they're studying or they're just getting off of school or whatever. So generally speaking for everybody, it's probably best practice to do it early in the morning and then later on in the afternoon, generally speaking. Now, what I would suggest is tracking and testing. So, you know, one, think about like, who's my audience and when are they most likely going to be on the app? So if it's high school kids, like, okay, maybe between five to 9 PM is my window. But yeah. if you're trying to target like business owners, like maybe I want to do it way early in the morning. Cause they're probably doing the gym, getting their kids ready right. kind of on their phone, going back and forth. Um, so generally speaking that now I would suggest again, testing it out, posting at different times and just looking at your analytics and your data and be like, okay, when I post it in the morning time, I got better data from that, you know, or I got better views. When I post at nighttime, I got better views. It really is on a case by case basis because TikTok just knows when to show your content, how to show it to what audience. You just got to know who that audience is to kind of let's help them along a bit. I know TikTok is worldwide. Do your videos show worldwide or is it like mostly people near you? Like how do you know what time of day it is for everybody watching? Yeah. So generally speaking, your content is distributed geographically first in a small area. The main reason is that, you know, if they're showing you content from China and you're like, I don't, I don't know Mandarin, you're not yeah. going to have a good user experience. You're probably going to bounce out. It's going to skew their data. So generally speaking, they do it in a smaller geographic area. So it's probably, you know, say about a 50 to hundred mile radius. You can't say for certain we've tested it, but generally speaking, it's about 50 to hundred mile radius. Once you get engagement back, then that circle gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So it'll go from like, let's say, you know, uh, a county to a state, to a country, to a continent, to worldwide. Now they do still show your content to people worldwide from the beginning, but it's not that many. So let's say they show it to a hundred people, about 80% will be, or 80 people will be local. And the other 20 will be distributed worldwide where you might have one in Japan, just to test yeah. it and just to see. I have so sometimes noticed I have noticed that because I've seen stuff from people in Virginia and I'm like, really? Like, so I yeah. guess so TikTok's very smart with what they show. Yeah, there's a variety of reasons why they do that. One, to combat like spam accounts and fake bots and stuff like that. There is some on the platform, but they get deleted and disabled very, yeah. very quickly because it's all about their user experience, you know? The second yeah. one is like what I said earlier, they want to give the best user experience possible. So I don't want to see content that's in a different language or maybe they're dancing in trends where I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you're yeah. doing. That doesn't make sense to me. And then the third thing is like, you know, there probably is trends that are occurring in countries or in areas that are specific to that. So let's say like, for yeah. example, yesterday, unfortunately, Kobe Bryant passed away and his daughter, there was a lot of content that was being shown to me of like the LA, cause I live in LA, like the actual LA area, people going to the Staples Center and stuff like that. Or yeah. when I asked other people on the East coast, like, no, I didn't see that content at all. I only Which saw one sense. video like that. And I was kind of thinking like, shouldn't there be a lot more like that? So it's yeah. because I'm on the other side of the country. Yeah. And, well, this, this is worth mentioning too, is that Douyin is a Chinese version of TikTok. Douyin has been out way longer than TikTok. Douyin is years ahead of TikTok. The, the functionality and the capabilities and the user experience they have on there, it's like our app looks really lame compared to it. It's just like so yeah. much better and bigger. But one of the things that they have in Douyin is like local, like, like check-ins or local, like, you know, like on Instagram, you could check into local areas yeah. and they have local contests and local lives. So it looks like what they're doing on Instagram or not what the hell, on TikTok <laughs> is that they're kind of prepping us for that in terms of the algorithm and distribution because all the features that come on Douyin always come onto TikTok. It's just like a slower pace where they drip it onto TikTok slower. So the main reason for this content distribution is that they're kind of figuring out what areas you're at, what activity. So when they do release the location check-ins and the, like, the local lives, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, like this is my audience I've cultivated locally. 
Now, yeah. most people will probably have a worldwide audience once you hit a certain number. But like you said, you see stuff in Virginia, or maybe you have an influencer that's based in Virginia that checks in and she's like, hey, I'm doing you know a live meet and greet. You're probably going to see that versus the person in New York just because maybe you're in that local area and you hit that local area check in or whatever. So just think of that like future thinking, you know, it's, it's going to get better in terms of like distribution and stuff like that. So, yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, I can't believe it's already 846. You have been like amazing. So we've only gone through the first thing. I also wanted to talk about influencers. So yeah. if you don't want to make TikTok videos, a great thing to do is reach out to people that have big, you know, uh, a lot of followers on TikTok. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Can I just answer Jacob's question really quick? His last oh, yeah, one. Sure. Sure. Um, Okay, so for people who are like watching the replay, he asks if it's showing. Oh, okay, never mind. He can just pop it up on screen. Yeah. <laughs> so it is sent to a small geographic area first. Now, a lot of influencers in America aren't even on the East or West Coast. A lot of them are in the mid area of the country. So it's not like you can't do well and like your area or worldwide the idea is they first want to test the content they want to make sure that the content is something that's viable to make it go larger and larger and larger because they're yeah. not going to show it to 10 million people and your content sucks because you know if the video is horrible the people who are going to see it those 10 million people they're going to have a bad user experience they might close the app out they might not come back etc i think so he's thinking he's in canada and probably he thinks maybe the customers are in america or something like that yeah yeah, yeah so like the 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 size does get bigger and it's not just it's only let's say in toronto it is a wider audience it's just about how receptive they are to it that mm -hmm. expands very quickly in real time larger so it's not like it takes days it could be hours you get from 100 views to a hundred thousand views it can happen very very quickly the idea is like first just want to test the response to your video initially in your smaller area usually it's about like a city or a country wide or not country sorry county wide and then very quickly within you know minutes they get back data really quickly they that they collect and then they expand it larger and larger and larger so there's a lot of people that are already in canada that will post up a video and they think it's only be shown to canadians which it is but then it's quickly expands 24 hours later like oh most of my people are from United States and the UK. It's just to double check. It's like a checking mechanism where it's like, if the people in your area don't even like it, there's probably a good chance that people in you know another part of the world are not going to like it. Because if your people don't like it, what's the likelihood that other people, you know, it's just a game, I guess, or like a, a chess game for them. So yeah, hopefully that doesn't detour him. Yeah. Um, okay. So influencers, let's talk about influencers. Yeah. TikTok influencers, it is a gold mine right now. And I shouldn't really say that because it kind of sounds like bad. <laughs> like they're a product, but <laughs> there's these people, I call it accidental influencers. Most of the influencers on TikTok don't mean to become influencers because the way the content works on TikTok, kind of real quick to get to the algorithm, it distributes your content to everybody. So it's not like, you know, on Instagram, if you're a famous person, they see more of your content because you have more followers. The way it's distributed usually on the For You page, it's like viral viral uh, video viral video influencer and then just a regular ass person or a regular video that has nothing to it so it's like an even playing field where anybody can rank right now so because of that there's a lot of these accidental influencers where they just might be funny they might be interesting they might be you know creating good content because they're good artists or whatever where they don't mean to within a couple months time have a million followers right and have yeah. all these people hitting them up like one of a great example is um Brittany Broski, she's the kombucha girl. I don't know if you guys have seen her on kombucha on TikTok. She's like drinking it. She's like, oh, well, eh, and like she's like joking around. She's like, I like it. No, I don't. I do like it. Yeah. She's now mm -hmm. um 
signed a deal, I believe. I can't say it's a deal. It might have been a one-off. But she's like the face of ALF Cosmetics right now for like social media. They like signed her to be like the face of it, you know? There's other people that have been signed for Chipotle. There was someone that I just seen. So funny. uh, Nissan is running an Instagram story ad that's a TikTok video of an original content creator that was talking about their Nissan car. So like these people are getting hit up and like this person who did the Nissan video, you you can tell they're not like a spokesperson. They don't know what they're doing. So to get to the real question is that there's all these accidental influencers. They don't know how to monetize. They don't know how to make money off this. They don't know how to structure their brand. They don't know how to create content or create merch or anything that's actually going to make them money. So if you do influencer campaigns for your own print on demand, or maybe you have a brand, or even if you just work for other people and you're trying to get them out there, there is so many TikTok influencers that know they're popular, that they know they're famous on the app, but they don't know what to do with it. And if you're yeah. that person that can come in and solve that pain point, if you're like, hey, Helen, I know you've got an influencer, maybe like, you know, flatter them, like you're the yeah. best I've ever seen, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. What if I can create the merch for you, set up everything, and we do uh, whatever split, like let's say 70, 30 or 60, yeah. 40, whatever it is. You don't have to do nothing. I'll do it all. Yeah. Would you be interested in it? Every single one of them, like, yes, absolutely. Everyone that I've ever asked, and I've hit up a lot of influencers, every single one has said yes. If you're just trying to do a brand deal or an influencer deal or whatever, a greater majority of them don't understand the power that they have, and they are more than willing to do it for very cheap or even free. Yeah, you could almost just, like, mail them your T-shirt and be like, could you wear this in one of your videos? And then, like, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it does. It's very, very simple to get the TikTok influencers on board with your campaigns. Um, one thing that I mentioned to Helen before the call is there's a lot of us that are hitting up influencers on these other platforms where they know they're popular. They know they should make money on Instagram, YouTube, sometimes Twitter, you know, Facebook and all that stuff. They know that they're worth X amount of dollars, but they don't know what that number is for TikTok. So a really unique way that I've done it is I have approached them on TikTok knowing full well they want to make money from TikTok. The guards are down. They're more receptive and more open because they're not getting that many people hitting them up. Then when I get a deal with them on TikTok, towards the end of like the thing, I'm like, hey, by the way, how can we do this on Instagram? Like, could you repost that same video on Instagram? And, you know, like another $100 where if I initially hit them up on Instagram, they're going to probably send me this copy-paste email of just like $500 for this post where TikTok's like this very simple entryway to working with them in a way that like their guards down, they haven't been contacted that much. They're more receptive. They're eager. They're happy because you're recognizing them as like a TikTok influencer because a lot of TikTok influencers look at the big influencers, like the ones that have, you know, like 30 million or 20 million. But if you can find these influencers that between 200,000 to 3 million, they are beyond flattered that you consider them an influencer because in their mind, they're like, I'm trying. I don't know what to do Yeah, where they're like me. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. I'll definitely work with you. So yeah, it's a, it's a very, very easy, lucrative way to like step in and really just like utilize it, you know, like leverage the traffic and leverage their audience in a way. And you probably, for most people that are listening, have experience in this. They don't. So maybe you can even help them create content that's going to sell down the line or how to, you know, go live and sell you know, like an item or a product or a service or whatever, where they just need help. Um, here's one I should, I, I guess I should save it for myself, but I'll give it to you guys. Aww. One simple like growth hack tactic that I've done for the influencers is almost every single one of them don't have a PO box. They all give me their home address. And a lot of them are like under the age of like 19. And a lot of them are like, you know, 18, 17. I'm like, yo, 
don't give me your home address. You don't even know me. Like you don't even yeah. know who's behind this email. So what I do is I quickly look up because they just gave me their address. I look up their zip code and PO box. And I quickly, within a couple of minutes, find a PO box for them. And I tell them like, here, get the PO box. Here's how much it costs. Here's a link. Please don't share your personal information out no more. Every single time they've been so happy that they like, want to do more for me we're like Aww. i'll do three more videos or like thank you so much i mean if you want to go the next step and actually buy them the po box set up that's the next level but even just giving them information so that they know that they're safe and secure and like you know showing them down the road of like hey i'm going to show you how to actually be an influencer not from like you know getting you paid but like this is a structure you truly need to yeah. be an influencer they're like weirdly overjoyed that like oh my god i never thought of that thank you so much so if you can yeah. do these extra steps they're probably going to do way more for you and or when they get mega famous and mega big, they're going to be like, you are the guy or girl or person or that like, yeah. you know, helped me okay. understand yeah. this. Yeah. I'm going to do all this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Perfect. So I feel like we went fast through the influencer part, but I know we're almost to the hour. So the last we, we can keep going. I don't mind. Okay, <laughs> like, unless right. you want to keep it an hour, we can keep, we will, I'm fine. Once we go through this last section, I'll, I'll, we could uh, hit up the questions, but okay. okay. So the last thing I was thinking, if, if some, some people aren't going to want to do any of it, they, they still are a little skeptical of TikTok, you know, maybe they just don't want to be any part of it. So for them, I just want them to be able to see what's trending because we design t-shirts and we put them up on all different platforms. But one of the platforms is merged by Amazon, which gets a ton of organic traffic. So if you put up a shirt that people are searching for on Amazon, your shirt might show up. So what is the best way for people to know, like, like to serve the TikTok market, I guess, or like how to, what's the best way to find out what's trending or what people would be interested in? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, if you don't want to go on the app at all, that's going to be a little bit well, challenging. No, you can go they're... on the app to look, just not posting videos. Okay. So just, yeah, just to look. Yeah. The easiest one is just going on the for you page. Like everybody by default lands on the for you page. You'll notice an overabundance of just people using the same song, the same challenge, the same dance moves. Yeah. You can quickly discern like, okay, this is what I need to do. One thing that you could do that's really kind of interesting that really leads to like viral growth. One thing I want to mention real quick that's yeah. really funny, because last night was the Grammys. Little Nas X was at the Grammys. If you don't know who Little Nas X, he had the Old Town Road song. Yeah. I found a video of him last year around this time where it was just him eating food. And he's like, hey, guys. All right. So I just put out this Old Town Road song. I don't know. I feel good and I feel pretty confident. This guy now is at the Grammys a year later, you know. Wow. But the main reason why he got there, one was TikTok. That was the catalyst. He always credits TikTok. But the second thing was Twitter. He found that because his song was on Twitter, all these meme pages started reposting his TikTok video or this whole Old Town Road thing. And that led to more virality and then Instagram pages like that. So if you're trying to identify this, you can Twitter pages and find out like what are they retweeting that has a TikTok branded logo in it? Because you'll quickly, if they're retweeting it, it's content that they found and done the research is like the most, you know, engaging, the most shared, the most liked, et cetera. So if you don't even want to go on TikTok, you can go to Twitter or Instagram and be like, what TikTok videos are they taking and what are they reposting and promoting and publishing and stuff like that? Because you'll quickly notice that they're only going to post the best because it's in their best interest to obviously post the best content on, you know, their Twitter and Instagram. Um, right. the, th the third thing too is probably, which is kind of sounds like simple, is just like Google searching, like top trends and TikTok. Cause there's people like me that are going to be talking about it where I want to be like, Hey, this is a trend. This is what you got to jump on, et cetera. Now yeah. to sell merch, I just do want to say this cause I don't want to like be selling people a pipe dream to sell merch. Like there's a level of threshold of virality on TikTok That's going to sell now. Yeah. Like, um, 
there's certain like okay boomer was it just like a tiktok thing it was a tiktok thing but it, it transcended tiktok it went on to other social platforms it right. was in the news stuff like that you really want to try to identify that that type of level of virality not something that's simple like um uh, I'm trying to think of like, okay, Karen, like that's one. Okay. Karen is something, but it didn't really transcend past TikTok. Okay. Karen's like calling like an older woman. Who's like yeah. a soccer mom, like kind of making fun of them. Yeah. But you're not really seeing that on the news. You're not seeing that on Twitter. You're not really seeing that on Facebook. So it isn't something you would probably sell virality wise, you know, like you won't sell right. a lot of, you won't move a lot of like, um, merch on that. So try to find the ones that are like transcending past the platform. That's why I'm saying like go on TikTok or not sorry, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, where it's like they're talking about it and there's a logo on TikTok where it's like, okay, that's something that's going to do really big. Because again, if you're trying to scale this, maybe you can sell shit to people on TikTok, but you probably want to sell okay boomer to people that are talking about on YouTube, Facebook, yeah. Instagram. Your sales are just going to be able, you're going to be able to scale that, you know? Um, now you could make some lower end sales. You could probably still make like 15, 20 grand off yeah. of like small ones like okay Karen or um, you know, something where it's just like a soccer mom with a van on the bottom. It says, okay, Karen, like that would probably sell pretty decently, you know? Um, but that's something that if you're going to sell on TikTok, you probably need to have specific TikTok influencers that are doing the selling for you because they have that, like, you know, popularity within the app. The other ones like, okay, boomer, that's most people don't even really know that it came from TikTok these days. They're just like, oh, it's just this term you call noobs at social media for the most part, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Man, this has been so helpful. I think I'm going to have to watch this video over again to make sure I have all the notes. But guys, please give this video a like and share it. I mean, Michael has done such a good job. And don't worry, we're not done. We'll get to your questions. Um, but join yeah, I'll stay for all the questions if you want. Like, join, I'll, I'll, I'll his, join his Facebook group because I I mean, there's so many. And, and people will. I think somebody was asking, like, you know, why wouldn't you want to share the link or whatever? People do share their TikTok links in his um, group. So you can follow and kind of see what they're doing. That's how I found out about the kitty litter one that I was talking yeah. about. Because he did share his account. There was another one about um, dogs. Like it was like a um, her dog or something, right? It's not, I don't know. She's got. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, TikTok wild spotted. That's her TikTok name. Oh, that's the one, one that would like, no, there was oh, another one there where it was like uh, Twitch or something like her dog, like had a limp or something. I don't know. I'd have to find it again, but it's it, actually kind of funny. It's a little bit hard for me to keep up with the post because yes, now we have like so many yeah, successful I'm, people. I'm trying to, if you're going to join the group, I'm trying my best. And I do have moderators now to sometimes not always delete duplicate posts. Cause sometimes we'll be asking the same questions. I try to keep it really slim and like, just value driven. So you're not just seeing a bunch of, you know, the same questions, the same stuff, but there's yeah. a lot of posts and they're usually very diverse and like uh, ranging from how do I shoot the app? What's the best way to shoot a video to, okay, I have a million followers and now I have brand endorsements reaching out to me. How do I facilitate this? Which was yeah. a post today. Someone, I, I can't remember who it was. It was some, I think it was a uh, Bumble, the dating app. Asked okay. this woman, I believe it was, I don't even know. Again, it's hard to keep up. Asked yeah. them, like, can we use your video for an ad campaign? Well, oh, I was like, that's crazy. Like, that. you're going to be the face of a Bumble ad? Like, that's pretty awesome, you know, for your yeah. personal brand and stuff. Hopefully she has a podcast or something that has to do about dating. If not, maybe she needs to start thinking about that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right. So let me see. Oh, somebody's asking you, what microphone are you using? I am using the Audio-Technica 2100. Um, but it's built into, or it's plugged into a Behringer mixer or mix board. The mic is about $60. This arm, I think is like 10 and the mix board. I think it was like 110. Honestly, though, if I'm being completely honest, I would get the Rode NST USB mic. 
I'm getting like super technical because you don't need a mix board and it works way better than this. So if you don't want to do the whole mix board audio engineering thing, 100% would recommend getting the the um, Rode um, NST USB mic because that one's that one's really good. You don't have to do anything. Nice. All right, and then and guys, just uh, post your questions now. We're gonna go through. Um, oh, Jacob has like a chocolate company so that's why he was asking questions about that i guess if oh, it's yeah. something um general like if you if you're not sure if it, it appeals to lots of people is there a suggestion you have for how so to once i, I didn't want to go too deep into like how to talk about it i have this thing called the four-step system so mm -hmm. that i've used for myself and all my clients but the main core thing you need to do in the beginning is figure out what your category is figure out what your niche is. And then once you have that dialed in, figure out what your unique angle is or your new, your unique storytelling. So you can post a lot of chocolate stuff. That's great. But you have to figure out that one way, that one unique distinctive thing that makes you stand out from other chocolatiers where it's like, okay, this is what I do differently. So maybe your TikTok like videos is you going out to the public and you have a bunch of different chocolate. And you're like, I want you to give me your honest opinion of this chocolate. Or can you taste the difference between a Hershey's and mine. And hopefully you get a reaction to them like, oh my God, this is so good. That's very unique than someone who's just like showing like, oh, I got 20 chocolate bars. Like, you know what I mean? Like you got to figure out that yeah. one unique way to craft your story of your brand. That's going to make it stand out. Because again, TikTok's going to get populated very quickly. Six, seven months from now, there's going to be a lot of people that are jumping on, a yeah. lot of people that are going to create content and you have to stand out. So if you do that early on, you're going to stand so much. And you just have a better chance of standing out in a more unique way you know yeah and i feel like we're already quickly moving into this is not early on we're like middle now <laughs> um but anyway one thing i was it, it reminded me all of a sudden is he's had a lot of people taste the chocolate and post videos and stuff just on facebook of them trying it and reacting to it and stuff so that made me think of reaction videos on tiktok we should talk about that because we didn't even bring it up um i forget what it's even called col col collaboration or i don't even know what it's called oh, where you Right yeah, yeah. One thing that I would mention real quick to everybody is reactions is the best performing content on the platform. Now, it's not just about comedy. It's just that you want to see someone react to a joke or, you know, like tasting something or a prank or whatever it might be like. It's the reaction that people will stay for the entire length of the video because they want that payoff, you know, mentally like, oh, I want to see what happens. So yeah. if you could try to create as much reactionary content, you're going to really, really skyrocket very, very fast. Um, and that's one of the things that people do with duets. It's duets are kind of like a reaction in a sense. It's kind of like there's the original content, which is me. And then Helen would be on the same side that you're seeing right now. Yeah, and it looks just, just like this. Yeah. yeah, it would be like Helen kind of giving her social commentary or her opinion or her own version of it. But in, in essence, it extends the story. Like, like sometimes yeah. somebody will have like, I don't know, something like come in from one angle into the video. So you yeah. kind of be the person that's throwing the ball over to them or whatever. Yeah, exactly. If I go like this, wait, wait, hold on. If I go like this. Yeah, like Yeah, exactly. So you, there's ways you can... <laughs> But there's ways that you could do that. Like you could do it like how we just said, where if I put my arm up now in your video, you put your arm out like as if it like hit that area. But there's yeah. a lot of people that would just do commentary or like make funny jokes. Like one of the ones, I don't know if I should say it's a little bit like, you know, X rated in a sense. Not really. It was this guy who makes these really cringy videos and he's uh, he's a bit overweight and he kind of has like, you know, man boobs or whatever. And there's this, this kid who was like going like this on the side and was shooting milk out, pretending 
as if he was like milking him again this is kind of graphic yeah. but that video got like 50 million views and he gained i think that kid gained like three three hundred two hundred thousand followers and all of his other videos were just comedy related so it was a cool way for this kid to be like all i literally did was go like this yeah and like i don't know maybe there's probably someone else who was just had like a bottle squirting out milk as he was going yeah. like that yeah, yeah. but it was so easy for him to take this original piece of content that was already going viral and spin it in his own way where it's like you know a right. reaction so so that's yeah. what i was kind of thinking for for jacob's thing or anybody like if he's selling chocolate like he could just kind of search chocolate on tiktok or search hashtag see what videos are doing well maybe and maybe yeah, like yeah. react to it or or show like how his i don't know who knows what yeah, you can yeah, do. Yeah, definitely. I mean, first thing is, like, no matter what, just do some research. Like, I'm yeah. not saying you have to copy the people exactly, but just see what's working, what's not working, what the trends are, and stuff like right. that. I would suspect in terms of chocolate, there's probably not that much competition for him right now because I don't suspect that there's going to be someone popular like that. Right. There is one person who was popular on social media. I don't know if he still is. His name is Chocolate Johnny. I'm sure Jacob knows who that is. But I, he's not on TikTok. He said he doesn't want to get on TikTok because he doesn't feel like he'll make sales. Which is funny because he was on Periscope, which at the time nobody was making sales from. Um, right. Hopefully, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I don't want to say that's yeah, yeah. exactly what he said, but that's what I read in a Facebook comment of his. Um, but yeah, I, I just check it out, see what's there, see what's going on. In terms of Jacob's question um, of like, you know, what can you do with his chocolate bars and what can he do? Um, you know, the reaction or like how you make it or what you could do or people don't know, like the edutainment type thing where it's like, you know what makes my chocolate better than yours? And yeah. then you're like, I put, actually my girlfriend just told me this fact um, that I guess Hershey's chocolate puts uh uh, sour cream or something in their chocolate to give it a distinctive flavor. Please, Jacob, you probably would know this. There's like some weird component that these big yeah. manufacturers put in to make it taste slightly different. I don't know why. Uh, yeah. But, you know, if it was something like that, like Jacob's talking about, you know, this is how you make chocolate. This is why ours is better. Or the reactions, like going out to people. I'm like, hey, I want to see what your honest opinion is. Oh, here he has one of his chocolates. Somebody put it up on TikTok. Awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah. You'll figure it That's out, awesome, Jacob. Yeah. You just got to go on TikTok a few days and you'll figure it out how it works. Um, yeah, or even like, you know, one thing that you could do that's good for influencers is sending out products and then giving them ideas for reactions. Because again, reactions yeah. like, hey, I have these really expensive chocolate bars and you can, you know, kind of lie a little bit. But like, we've done this a lot with influencers in the past. I would love to work with you. Um, if you want, maybe you could just eat the chocolate and do like a, a taste contest with your other friends or your family oh, members or whatever, where like, They'll create the content. That's what, okay, real quick. I need to back this up really quickly. Influencers, <laughs> give them some guidelines, but do not create the content. Let these TikTok influencers create the content themselves. It's yeah. very different than what you've done on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, right. all that stuff. So if you're doing this, just be like, here's an idea. This is what our goal is. We're trying to do this. And then tell them, come up with some ideas and then tell me them first before you start creating content. Because there's a lot of people that are doing TikTok influencers and they're not seeing a positive ROI. And I look at their video. I'm like, who came up with this idea? They're like me. I'm like, I could tell. Like, it's, it's yeah, terrible. it's different than what they've done before. Yeah. Yeah. Because they know their audience. They know what's going to work, what they like or don't like and stuff like that. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed this show. Is there anything that you wanted to add? Is there anything I forgot to ask? Is there anything um, um, that we could do to help you? I would say be patient. If you're going to create content, I know that everybody, including myself, is talking about virality and the organic reach. I think that's like causing people to get a little bit stressed of like, I don't have 100,000 followers yet. Just be patient in the process of creating your content, understanding the platform. It's not going to happen overnight. Now, some people it does because maybe they're just naturally intuitive about things or they have like their 
product really like, you know, dialed in or their message dialed in. But I would say just be patient. It's okay. It's going to happen. You know, the average people take about a month or two before they start to get real virality going. Um, so I, I think that's a big one. I don't want people to feel stressed <laughs> about like yeah. trying to create content, whether it's talk TikTok or any other platform, you know, just really have fun, try to understand it, figure it out. And you'll, you will get results. Like you're, it's hard to not get results unless you're just, you know, not listening and you're just not right. paying attention to your audience and doing what you want. It's just not going to work out, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it can be a positive ROI. All right. Oh yeah. So that's a good, that's a good question, Jacob. Maybe, um, so I don't like clog up the whole thing. If you want Jacob, message me on um, Facebook and maybe we could just like chat back and forth a little bit. Cause yeah, I mean, you're going to have to measure out like, you know, how much you're going to send down and what the return will be and stuff like that. I mean, there's a lot of people that if you do a campaign correctly, they sell their, their product very quickly. There's one um, that I talked to that was a mirror on Amazon where it's like this touchscreen mirror where like it's actually pretty cool. You hit a button, it'll show you what your makeup will look like before you apply the makeup and it'll show oh, you. Wow. Um, somebody made a post about it and they completely sold out of their whole Amazon fulfillment and their website. They completely ran out of stock within about 32 hours because the video went super viral and yeah. all they had to do was send a video out and they, again, they told the influencer. Hey, you know, do this pretty organically, pretty fun, natural and stuff like that. So yeah, you know, it just depends on your campaigns like that, Jacob. So if you want message me and maybe, or you can just maybe leave it in your group. Um, maybe that'd be better, Helen, like leave a, a comment in your group and then I can go into the group and maybe answer it. So then other people can see it as well. Unless you just want to keep it yourself, Jacob, then I understand. Yeah, yeah. No, that would be great. Um, yeah. And you guys can post in, in his Facebook group too, either, or I can uh, be happy to uh, share, you know, ask questions. Cause I'm in that TikTok group. So if you guys have questions for me, I'll probably just yeah. ask them in the group, <laughs> but, uh, definitely, definitely think about it. I'm, I'm so glad you came to kind of give us the overview of TikTok, and then we'll try to figure it out from here of like the best, best way to go. But, um, thank you so yeah, much. I mean, again, if you want to join the group and ask questions, I'll be in Helen's group. So if anyone, you know, maybe ask a question, how you could tag me or they can tag me and I'll hop in and hopefully give some advice or some tips or tricks. But yeah, if you do join the Facebook group, a majority of answers or sorry, your questions will probably be in there. Uh, not to kid, like plug my Facebook group, but yeah, you'll probably no, be able to good. find it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying my hardest to make sure it's like valuable. So I, yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think it's fantastic. And I just think I'm excited about all the other stuff you're doing too. All the other marketing stuff. We don't talk enough about marketing. Like we talk more about the design and the, you know, there's so many platforms for print on demand. Like there's, yeah. there's about 40 different places, at least not even counting Shopify and all of that. So we get kind of stuck in all of that and forget like, okay, we need to talk about marketing. <laughs> But because there's so yeah. much organic, we're at a place in time where you can just literally put a shirt up on merch and Amazon pretty much sells it for you. So we kind of get lazy with marketing. Um, but I think, you know, we should all just as a group do better with marketing. So, yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, even with like TikTok itself, like if you like there's a lot of people that are trying to make money influencer wise and they're just using Teespring or some other like print on demand. They don't know what they're doing. So if you do print on demand, you can just help these people solve a massive issue if they don't know, understand how to create content or create merch or how to sell it or whatever. So even yeah. in that basic sense, you can just reach out to like, let's say Helen, for example, if she was an influencer, yeah. like, Hey, I have this whole system. Let me just give it to you. And I want a percentage of the sales or whatever you worked out. Like it's right. very, very easy right now because a lot of them, 
they just don't know how to make money. And if you can at least show them how to do print on demand or even just do the fulfillment for them, they don't even need to do it. You know, yeah. um, like one of my clients or one of my, we don't really work that much together right now. Um, Ed Milet, when he got his merch line, Gosh, he's he, my favorite. I'm oh, really? so happy to know someone that knows Ed Milet. Oh yeah, my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. I he's was very favorite. big. Yeah. yeah no, Ed, Ed's pretty awesome. But, um, one of the things that he did though early on is he didn't know how to make merch. So he just has a person that does the fulfillment. He doesn't really do any of that stuff. He just, he has somebody that does it for him because he doesn't need to know how to do print on demand, which for him works, works perfectly, right? Like Ed doesn't want to sit there fulfilling orders and stuff. He just has his go-to person fulfillment and it just gets handled. So, you know, if you could do the same thing for people on TikTok, for them, it's probably stress-free and they still make money. It's kind of a no brainer for them. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think I forgot, like, didn't hear anything you said because you said you knew Ed Milet. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> we yeah, got to build would... the channel up enough that we can get Ed Milet on this show. That'd be so awesome. I will say this Ed is very, very busy, but he does try to make as much time as possible to go on other people's podcasts, no matter what the range of it is. So really? I got him. There's somebody who emailed him from uh, a college. And I, this kid just started his podcast. I think he only had like maybe 50 downloads, but he was in California, went to Ed's house, shot the oh content there God. and put it out as podcast. So Ed's very about like community. That's one thing that we, that was my integral role with Ed was growth and community building. So that was what I did. I was like, we have to create a community. So they support Were you. Were you the one who it. thought of like his two, two minute drill or whatever it is? Did you help him um, develop that? So that was me and someone named Trevi. Trevi was more of like the person that really facilitates that still to this day. And she was more in charge of it, but it was more of like kind of us, like kind of powwowing together be like, Hey, we should do this. Let's try that. Um, just oh really, really God. about community. I think that's such a big deal right now on social media as a whole, because you have a good community behind yeah. you, you know, they're going to, they're going to build you up. That was one of the big things that, um, I really focused on early on with his, uh, Instagram was, you know, let's build up the comments and not build up the comments by fake shit. Like let's make sure that people are heard, listened yeah. to felt understood. So, you know, we spent a lot of time, especially Ed, like sending voice notes to people that sent him messages, even if it was a quick 20 second thing of like, hey, Helen, I love your story. Thank you so much. Like, tell me more about this. So he really return, does a good job of that. like when I write a comment, it's like really sounds like he's answering it. Like they're really good. Yeah, yeah. It, that was our big thing is like, you know, if you build up at least 500 people that feel, you know, they're part of the community, every time we make a post, they're going to show up and they're going to support it. They're going to share, they're going to promote, they're going to, Oh yeah. The I share so many. You could just search, you could search merch money and you'll see like a lot of Ed Milet YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's awesome. So yeah. 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 Anyways, my point okay. of Ed was that, yeah, the fulfillment, he doesn't have to do that. So if you're that person, who can, you know, supply that fulfillment on demand or print on demand. And these influencers don't have to do anything. That's easy for them. And it's probably easy for you because you already have your system in place. So you're just probably like plug and playing it and like, all right, cool. Like, let's make money, both of us. So, yeah. Amazing. Well, we went way over, but thank you so much. I can't tell you enough how great this was. So anytime yeah, you want to come back, we, we need to hear everything you know. So anytime. <laughs> We can come, I've, I've never publicly talked about Wikidata and Giphy before. On Seriously, you have the link to sign up. I would sign up however many days you want. Like we, we need to, we know nothing about that. So <laughs> if you guys um, haven't definitely just go Google Wikidata. Just look up Wikidata is best way to describe it. It's a bridge to all everybody's information. So like, you know, like when you, um, like you sign up to a website and there's like Discus or WordPress or Wikipedia and all that, like those predefined paragraphs that all comes from Wikidata. It's all kind of compiled from one source. So if you can change Wikidata, you change indirectly hundreds of people's listings and websites like that. So 
it's pretty powerful. Most people don't know about Wikidata, but you can about it, so. overtake a McDonald's position on Google by manipulating their Wikidata. And now your restaurant's number one in the entire like state. So it's pretty, pretty interesting. Oh my God. Well, if there's anything that we can do to help you or anything the group can do to help you, like we, we uh, definitely are want to help you. <laughs> Well, thank you. I super appreciate it. Hopefully you guys found it valuable. I'll be in the group, um, both mine and also Helen's to like, you know, answer any questions and stuff. If you can tag me in it, or maybe Helen, you can tag me yeah, in it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we could just kind of hopefully give you more value as a follow-up versus just this call. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. And I hope you have a good evening and tell Ed my let, I said, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. All right. Talk to you later. Thanks guys.